You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 414 of Podcateers. This week we talk about an amazing experimental cancer treatment and why we participate in events with our fundraising team at Team Boat Willie. Bob Iger becomes an investor in a major collectible company. Rumors are running wild about the introduction of King Namor into the MCU and how he may not be Atlantean. Thor Love and Thunder shows us a lot in a new trailer. And we talk about the latest Disney Plus original film, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talk about in this episode. So we'd love for you to join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. But we'd love for you to join us on our Discord server. Joining the community is super simple. Just head over to podcateers.com slash 414 and click on the Discord logo. Or you can click on the link in our pinned IG story. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP squad for their continued support. So that's it. We are going to jump into this episode. So if this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoyed the episode and of course that you come back for more. Check the archive on the website. We got some cool armchair imagineering stuff that you might enjoy. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while, welcome back, friends. Here we go. This is episode 414 of Podcateers. Yeah! <laughs> 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 My life has always been one of those moments where, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I can't wait till we talk about that film later on in the episode. Um, yeah, I especially now want to hear uh, Andrew's comments, considering we had talked about how it's the spiritual successor to Roger Rabbit. But mm-hmm. later on in the episode, we'll be talking later, about that. Later, skater. Yeah, we got uh, a few other things that we want to talk about. First of all, how's everybody doing? Good, good. Ooh. Hanging in there. <laughs> yeah, it's been... I missed last week and I because I was working, and I've been working ever since, and I work today, and... Uh, but I'm glad to be back, you know, <laughs> and exhausted, but I'm happy to be here again. So it's, I'm, uh, yeah, sleepy, yeah. but good. And your last week of working was quite intense. Oh yeah. I had like, uh, I don't know how, I think it ended up being like 80, 90 hours that week just cause we were loading in a show and it was a crazy show, but that's the life of, uh, being in technical theater and stagehandery. So nice. Yeah. More importantly, though, the fact that you're going to be swimming around in that money in the money bin. Oh, yeah. I, you know <laughs> what? That's why they pay me the medium bucks. <laughs> the, medium. the medium bucks. <laughs> uh, is it as hot everywhere else in California as it is right here? Because, man, I'm baking right now. 
It was 96 today at work. So, mm. yeah. I don't like it. Sheesh. Bad, 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 very bad. Don't recommend. Yeah. Zero, zero out of five stars. Seriously, we're going to put that on the on the Yelp review. <laughs> Summer, do not recommend. Right. Uh, oh, man. So many good things to talk about this week. Actually, I wanted to bring up something that was kind of funny before we get into something a little bit more serious. But, you know, about a, a three weeks ago, maybe around May 1st, people tend to celebrate halfway to Halloween. Thing that people look forward to Halloween, one of the biggest holidays of the year. I happen to be scrolling around on TikTok, and uh, so I found this account named Funny Haunted House. I don't know if they stage any of these things, but you know how in haunted houses, whenever you're going in, there's like a disclaimer, right? They tell you, like, right. you know, there's all the rules, like you're not allowed to touch the actors and you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. You have to follow these rules and everything. So this TikTok account, all it is is surveillance cameras from a haunted house that they've set up. And so they post reactions that people have. They post like the people that are trying to not be scared. They post. <laughs> uh, there's like the one of the videos that caught my attention was the uh, the like as the the ghost in the situation. I don't know what what they're usually called, but the ghost in this situation appears for this group of people. And one of them is freaking out, just like like in a fetal position in the corner, screaming her heart out. Like, just she's not having any Poor of this, thing. right? <laughs> yeah. There's three other people. And the three other people look at the ghost, and one of them starts dancing. They start doing, like, a shuffle and stuff like that. <laughs> Person two comes up. They start doing a shuffle, and the ghost just kind of, like, totally, like, moves the head to the side, totally, like, Rrr? Like, what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. Third person starts doing the dance and the shuffle as well. The ghost puts down whatever weapon they were holding, and they start doing the same dance as well. So <laughs> I don't know if any of this was set up. A lot of the videos are like that. Some of them do break the main rule of these haunted houses of don't put your hands on the actors or the players. And, like, they straight up smack each other to, like, like back off, whap! You know, like, they oh. get scared, <laughs> and, that, like, that's their instant reaction to Whoa. what's happening. Uh, but overall, the account I thought was pretty funny. If anyone knows if that is, like, a real account, like, if these are genuine reactions, or if this is all set up, Oh, maybe I don't want to know because maybe I'll enjoy <laughs> it less. Yeah, don't don't spoil the magic. <laughs> yeah, like I. Mm, oh, okay, I'm kind of torn now. But yeah, if you want to check it out, uh, Funny Haunted House is the account, and uh, yeah, it was quite a treat for that to pop up in my feed this last week. So recommend it. This actually, I. It got me thinking, remember we were talking about doing the reaction videos to the TikTok stuff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This got me wondering, like, okay, it, my brain started working because I know that we had worked on this before and we couldn't get the live TikTok feed. Dude, I'm so embarrassed because I finally realized what the reaction videos are doing. And I don't know why it took me so long to figure this out. So in our last set of tests, 
Andrew and I had come up with this like crazy setup where we had a live TikTok feed and we were going to scroll through the FYP and everything. And That's it kind of <laughs> worked and kind of didn't work and it was just kind of finicky. And then the more that I saw a couple of these videos, I realized that none of them have a live TikTok feed. They download the videos and they play them. Or they have somebody download the videos for them and then they react to them. Mm, ah. And the only reason I, I, I find it finally clicked is, have you ever downloaded a TikTok video before? Like using the little save uh -huh. video thing? Yeah. So I've done that with like some of the recipe videos and stuff that come up. And uh -huh. what ends up happening is the person's account name and the little TikTok logo float around the screen every so often. It's kind of like a watermark so that you know mm -hmm. where the video came from. And I fi it finally clicked and I saw the watermark in these reaction videos and I thought, man, we've been struggling for nothing. We just need somebody to download 20 videos for us and then we sit there and react to them. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, that's I, I'm guessing that's how the sausage is made when it comes to that because it's what made sense to me and so now i think we're in a better place to do these and oh maybe i shouldn't have told you about the haunted house one we could have just reacted to it well, okay. be i'm ones. not gonna watch it you just described them we didn't watch them exactly There's plenty, plenty of them True. So it'll be fine. we haven't it'll seen be them fine. yeah so <laughs> what we'll do is we'll create like a folder where any any one of us can just upload so that maybe one of us has seen the video, but the others haven't. And so it'll be right. kind of a surprise to everybody. So it'll be the the video repository. Once we have around 2025, we'll start working on that video. And maybe it'll be an after show video. That way, yeah. you know, maybe we'll do like half after show or half for YouTube. And then the full version of the video will be after show. Yeah. So. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. FGP exclusive. Yeah. So that's fun. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I think, uh, yeah, I've been wanting to do that one for quite some time. I think this is going to be a good way to do it. So, uh, Oh, so this is, uh, you know, in our text message chain, Mel sent this article that, you know, had, I mean, uh, I don't even know where to start with this one. Because as a lot of you know, we started Team Boat Willie. And now it seems like eight years ago, seven years ago. Yeah, we're going on eight years. Yes. It's been 84 <clears throat> years. 84 <laughs> years, exactly. <laughs> and part of the reason that we started Team Boat Willie uh, at first was just, you know, try to give back to the community. And uh, the first event that we really latched on to was the Chalk Walk because it was Disney related. We were walking in the park and it was super fun to have a bunch of members of Team Boat Willie just walking together. Always fun to have the ambassadors and Disney cast members acknowledge us walking around chanting Team Boat Willie and all at the same time raising money for really great causes. Uh, as Team Boat Willie grew and as life happened, you know, uh, we, we started doing events because they connected with us personally. And this week was one of the biggest pieces of news that I think, like, it warmed my heart to read this. I'm sure that many people, when they read this, they must have felt the same uh, because, and I'm going to read this this title and I'm going to read the first paragraph of the article that was written and then we'll talk a little bit about it but uh, City of Hope and full transparency uh, I do work mm -hmm. at City of Hope and the article says City of Hope as and a scientist as sorry. I wish I dude. 
And, uh, so City of Hope and Imugene, a company in Australia, announced first patient dosed in phase one trial to test cancer-killing oncolytic virus against solid tumors. This is huge news. The first yeah. paragraph of this press release says a clinical stage immuno-oncology company and City of Hope, one of the largest cancer research and treatment organizations in the U.S., today announced that the first patient was dosed in a phase one clinical trial evaluating the safety of novel cancer-killing virus CF33HNIS or vaccinia when used in people with advanced solid tumors. The City of Hope developed oncolytic virus has been shown to shrink colon, lung, breast, ovarian, and pancreatic cancer tumors in preclinical laboratory and animal models. So this has been something that's been tested, and now it's being moved into phase one. The first person was dosed with it. Man, this is the type of news that, you know, when we participate in events for Team Boat Willie, this is what we're working towards. You know, the dollars that we help raise are going towards therapies like this. They're going towards treatments like this. And re regardless of the organization that we're helping, everyone's working on their own thing, which is why we try to spread out what we do with Team Boat Willie. But this is one of the biggest organizations that we work with. Uh, we do Walk for Hope, which concentrates on uh, a lot of women's cancers. But, man, when this news came out... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is the type of stuff that Team Boat Willie stands for, right? Doing something yeah. to change mm -hmm. the world. Totally. When uh, this first came out, I, one, I didn't, I should have thought, yeah, City of Hope. Because, you know, <laughs> what we've been doing is just going along and uh, raising funds and for research. But to see that, and I, I read it, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it, it's a little like it stings a little bit, but this is huge because yeah. it gives hope like to everybody. And it, it's awesome to just hear this breakthrough because, you know, before it was always just doom. Mm. A lot of it was that. So this is like in a chaotic world that we're in and right now, this is beautiful. So. I, I was really happy to share this and I'm yeah I was like we have to talk about this because this is yeah. awesome mm -hmm. we've been doing it. Yeah. you know it's it just feels good yeah. it does and you hit the nail on the head right there with with it with all the bad stuff that's been going on the last two years mm -hmm. like we get little news stories and things like that but nothing this big like this is like life altering on many yeah. levels like this is world changing so yeah when this came up in our text feed i was like yes i agree mel 120 percent. we gotta talk about this and you know team boat willie is gonna keep doing what team boat willie does we're gonna keep raising money we're gonna keep doing our best to leave our stamp on the world in a positive way uh, yep. You can follow us on Instagram. You can also go to teambuiltwilly.com if you want more information. Usually, whenever we're doing some kind of fundraiser, we'll have things for sale, and we take uh, profits and proceeds from those sales, and we donate to the organization that we're fundraising for, depending on who we're raising money for. We also have merch like T-shirts that say Team Boat Willie, stuff like that, mugs, and proceeds from that stuff will also go to who we're raising money for. 
Um, so yeah, more information on that, teamboatwilly.com if you want to check that out. The link to this article will be in the blog post for this episode, podcasters.com slash 414. And I will also do my best to remember to post this in our Instagram stories after this episode launches so that you can just click directly from Instagram uh, as you're scrolling through so you can check it out because it's a great article. And uh, like Mel said, it gives people hope, you know, and that's yep. that's super positive right now. Let's talk about investing for a little bit because, you know, when you think about Bob Iger, you know, that name obviously rings some bells, right? That For a long time, Bobby, you know, <laughs> taking care of the Disney company. Robert, darling. <laughs> he obviously Sorry. has made <laughs> one of the biggest impacts on the Disney company. Um, you know, it, he had his wave of bad things happening. He put his stamp on it. The same way that Michael Eisner did, right? And so now I think we're seeing the company in a slightly different state. I'm sure that they're going to rebound. But Bob Iger recently left the Disney company. Last December, he said, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to move on to the next stage of my life. And speculation had run rampant for some time that Bob Iger was positioning himself for a run for the president he was maybe going to go into a government position somehow and we're still not eliminating that possibility obviously it is something that could happen at some point but if i asked you you know knowing all of the things that bob Iger has invested in for the disney company all the things that he's purchased if i asked you larry what do you think Bob Iger is doing now in his in his post Disney world? What do you think he invested in? Uh, I would not say toys. Okay. That would not be my first choice. All right. Andrew, what would you say he's investing in? You know what? If I know Bobby. Oh. Bobby. To get, to get Frank Bobby, Robert Darling, <laughs> as uh, company fans may know. That's a... Musical reference for all you musical people out there. Um, uh, you know what? I know the answer, but I'm going to try and say something funny. And I'm stalling for time because I'm trying to think of something <laughs> funny to say. You know, if Bob Iger is going to be investing in something, you know, it, it's it's not going to be crypto. <laughs> That's too volatile. Oh, wow. It's all up and down. Isn't you that know, for Matt not, Damon to do? Yeah, you know, and it's not going to be like Space because, you know, that's, you know, we already got a couple people doing space travel for the the uber wealthy, you know. Twitter? Maybe, yeah. You know what? Maybe he's <laughs> investing. I think it's uh, clam chowder and other oh. hearty soups. Mm. I believe that's what uh, Bob Iger is investing in. Hearty soups. Literally well, hot. I'm, I'm sorry, Mel. We don't even have to go to you because Andrew nailed it. Yeah. Hardy soups is what he's <laughs> investing in. Chowder, say it right. Chowder. Anybody that knows The Simpsons knows that <laughs> reference. Um, Mel, what would you say? I think you may also know the answer as well, but if you don't, what would you say he's investing in? I mean, I would have just been boring and just said retirement. <laughs> <laughs> just okay. Good on point. his own island somewhere. I don't know. Island. He bought Bear. an island. There you go. Yeah. Oh, an he island. He bought a zoo. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, he bought his own uh, castaway key. 
He bought his own right? uh, David Blaine Island or whoever. <laughs> no, uh, David <laughs> Copper Copper Island. Island. Yeah. He now owns half of Castaway Key. So when the yeah when the uh, <laughs> ships go there, the Disney Cruise Lines head over there. The first person that greets them when they're docking <laughs> is Bob Iger. Port Iger. <laughs> I might make it worth there you it. Go. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, rule that out in, at some point for the future. But. You know, Larry. And you can get a nice big bowl of hearty soup. Yes, in the middle of summer, <laughs> that's what you want—a nice that's big awesome. bowl of chowder. Delightful. Yeah. <laughs> so Larry was actually the closest. Larry uh, says that he wouldn't have thought toys, right? But Bob Iger, uh, along with a group of investors, including eBay, the investment firm TCG, also known as the Churning Group, which owns Pandora, Full Screen, Tumblr, Barstool, uh, Barstool Sports, uh, Rich Paul, a sports agent and CEO of Clutch Sports Group. Um, you know, they got together with Bobby and they were like, you know what? Let's take 25% stake in Funko. Funko. Nice. Toys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Action no. figures, maybe? They're collectible. Yeah. collectible. They are. Vinyl figures. There it is. I yeah. am guilty of playing. Yes, it again. yes. So, <laughs> and also cereal, apparently. There's a Funko cereal? Yeah. They make, you never yeah. see a Funko cereal? That it, sounds familiar. They make, so Funko cereal is, it's more of like a promotional thing. Like you get a figure inside the cereal and the cereal is all the same and disgusting. <laughs> um, but it's something that exists. Funko cereal. Is this kind it's of not, like the Crustio cereal that they made for the ooh, when the Simpsons took Simpsons. over all the Seven yeah. Elevens? No, I mean no. It's like they took like I think if I'm remembering correctly, it's like they took uh, uh, Lucky Charms without the marshmallows Ew. and just stuck that in a box. And it's the cereal is not themed, but then you get like a the box art is cool, and you get like a pop or a, a, some kind of vinyl figure inside with the cereal. Does it at least make your milk sugary and? Taste good have, at the end. I've I've not heard good things about the cereal part of it. I think the cereal is the cheapest cereal they could stuff a box with. Yeah, so it's made from real good. Funko. Yeah, <laughs> that's nasty. A discarded, you know, uh, uh, characters, you know, from like uh, John Carter from Mars and stuff like that. that oh, didn't that's sell a, too well. That's a deep cut right there. Maybe yeah. we'll get nicer cereal. <laughs> <laughs> oh. that's the ones that even the ninety-nine cent store will take chowdered flavor. <laughs> that's first on Bobby's list. He's like, you know what we need to do? We need to acquire Fruit Loops and make this cereal better. <laughs> That's what Bob Iger's all about. He's gonna acquire all the cereal companies. I want fruity and pebbles. make Funko cereal in all the flavors. It's like Count Chocula. He's Funko now. <laughs> right. A Tony the Tiger. No, Funko the Tiger from now on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, you brought up a great word to you know to talk about Funkos and that is collectible you know yes they're toys yes they're action figures but they're a really big part of the collectible community and I mean I don't even know how many Funkos exist at this point but I guess you know the same way that a lot of people talk about you know getting a window on Main Street or becoming an Imagineer you know, becoming a Funko is a big freaking deal. Like, if you it can is. get a Funko made of yourself, and I don't mean, like, going to the Funko store and then going through the tour, and at the end you can piece together your own Funko to, like, 
kind of look like you. I mean, like, if Funko officially produces a you Funko, you've mm-hmm. made it. Mm-hmm. You have made it at that point. So, you know, I don't know where this investment is going to go, but uh, the deal was about $21 per share, and the investment was worth about $263 million. TCG is going to be adding two directors to Funko's board, and Peter Chernin, the CEO of the Chernin Group, and Bob Iger are going to be serving as advisors to the board they jumped 20% in the stock market when trading finally resumed after this initial announcement. Uh, they were around $21 per share, 20% increase. That's a huge, uh, huge jump. And a mm-hmm. big part of this investment, uh, the reason eBay was involved is because eBay and Funko have come to an agreement to make eBay the preferred secondary market for Funko products. So I'm, I don't know if there's going to be, uh, you know how with like Pokemon cards and with baseball cards, there are groups that will validate it and they'll give you a score mm-hmm. on those cards. I don't know if eBay is going to offer anything like that where they're like, well, your box is dinged or no, your box is in absolute Grady. A plus condition. It's a triple A status. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be coming. You know, they might offer those types of things. They might validate if Funkos are real because there are tons of fake Funkos on Amazon. Uh, I know a handful of people that have ordered what, you know, they thought were super rare Funkos only to find out that they were just really, really good copies, which Mm. sucks because they spent quite a bit of money on those. But what do you think this is going to do? for Funko and now that Bob Iger has done this what do you think he's going to do next well you know he's got lots of money so I mean it's it's that's what you do with your money invest it to make more money so I mean I, I'm sure he saw potential in the company the company's also already doing well so it's not a surprise I mean you saw you know we talked about it before Michael Eisner was part of Tops for a long time mm-hmm. um, and um, yeah it just seems like a a natural progression of of business people doing business things, you know. Would I? I, I don't know what what good old Bobby's gonna do next. Maybe he'll, uh, you know, you know, once the soup market is is stabilized, uh, maybe he'll jump into <laughs> you know back to his old roots, doing some TV. You never know. Started ABC. You could, uh, you know. There's all kinds of, of avenues for a uh, former uh, CEO of a <laughs> giant corporation. Yeah, I'm I'm with this, and for me, what I'm looking at, what you mentioned, Hazen's a good point because I have been still an eBayer since like way back when when eBay went launched and like back in the day, it was a Bay Area thing. And well, when you lived in Northern California, everyone was like, oh yeah, I use eBay. But something it's morphed into recently is they valid, uh, they do um, verification of shoe purchases over a hundred dollars. So I could totally see your idea in regards to Funko Pops being verified. They do that with like, you know, Air Jordans, Adidas, all the higher brands like New Balance. When you sell a shoe on there. Yep, Fila, there you go, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, Massimo shacks. Um, they, uh, they, they validate those shoes. They'll give you like a little, they send it to a third party vendor right now, but they are developing something out of that and just getting real deep in financials. Cause I kind of like that. Well, the company, I mean, if since 
this was a good year. I think Bob Iger is just one of those things. He's he's on it because his investment firm or whoever it is pointed out in 2021 that was the highest gross profit year that Funko had. It went from 249 million to 380 million just profit, and that I'm thinking it's the collectible uh, realm. If you're gonna ask me that, he likes because Disney has a ton of collectible items, right? That's like their yeah. bread and butter most of the week when you go to the park when you're trying to buy things. So I think he saw something in this because you really could expand it into just multiple different layers and they and you bring bob Iger in guess what that means you're bringing in licensing probably because he has good ties with a lot of people in the business that's a great point the licensing aspect is huge for funko yep i was gonna say potential and licensing Mm -hmm. those two he knows what he's doing and i have like six on my desk right now (laughs) and for me i'm like you know what i'm Actually, it's weird to say that I'm excited, but I'm saying this because I love my Funkos. But if you invest a little bit more, and if you're like, you know, if you're like Bob Iger, you're going to see details. We're going to see some nicer Funkos and some better details. So I'm like, hey, this is going to be a good thing because, yeah, you're going to put money into it. With licensing, I mean, who knows? We could get, who knows what's going to happen? And then I was thinking, ABC, we're going to see commercials. I don't know. <laughs> Think of all the different bowls of soup they could make into right. <laughs> I'm not letting this one die. We're going to run it through the whole episode. This bowl of soup. I hope they smell like soup too. <laughs> Scratch and Scratch sniff, and sniff yes. Funkos. Yeah. <laughs> Mmm, cheddar, basil, tomato bisque, mmm. Clown chowder. (laughs) Yeah. Minestrone. Yeah, I mean, this Funko market, you know, shout out to the FGP squad because on the the Discord server, there was a whole conversation. I think Heather was the one that started when she posted a link to... Uh, the the Funko Ween sales that were going to be happening either in the Funko store or Hot Topic or something like that or it was probably yeah, Funko. Funko. Yeah. I think it was the Funko website. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a ton of really great pieces in there, and then the conversation continued where I think it was Brian had posted the the photos of some of the upcoming Funkos of the Evil Queen and Maleficent, like in both you know queen and dragon form and those are like the jumbo pops too they're not even the small ones they're like usually jumbo pops are around 40 bucks but they're like 10 to 12 inches tall and they're super cool like i uh, i remember going to target target or walmart I, I i don't remember where i was but i remember seeing a really big eevee from pokemon Ooh. and it was like one of the 12 inch pops and i wanted to buy it and I, I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll get it the next time I come in. I went in the next day, it was gone. And they had like Dang. 10 on the shelf <laughs> the day that I had gone in. And lesson is, if you really want a Funko, you have to capitalize and jump on it because you're never guaranteed that you're going to see that Funko again. And if you do, on eBay, it's probably going to be listed for four times what it's worth. Mm-hmm. So, Truth. Yeah. Uh it's an interesting investment. I would like to see where it ends up going. 
uh, more than likely we're going to end up seeing some kind of Funko video game. Kind of like, I would imagine that they're going to do something like Disney's Emoji Blitz. You know, another thing we were recently talking about on the Discord server, since we added a lot of those as icons and emojis on there. But I can imagine if one doesn't already exist. Honestly, I don't know if it does. And if it does, then okay, cool. Maybe I should just search the App Store real quick because I'll feel dumb if it does exist and I'm talking about it. I mean, it. they have they have all of those board games, Funko board games that they have. Oh, there is one. Have, so. There is one. Oh, it is well, literally yeah, called go. Funko Pop Blitz. <laughs> and they have Dwight from The Office, Shrek, and a dinosaur. And Care Bears you know? <laughs> advertising it. Hey, there's Jim. You know what? Where <laughs> else can all these different characters meet? That's just like on my shelf. You know, I can have... Frasier and and DJ Rex and Roger Rabbit all hanging out and uh, Harold from. <laughs> hmm. the... I think I'm gonna download it to play it to see how it compares to Emoji Blitz. Yeah, you know what? There's you know uh, yeah, games are all preference. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. I think we'll keep up with it and then see what's gonna come next, but. I mean, look, if we get Count Chocula Funko cereal and we get a no. nice-tasting Funko cereal, I think I'll be happy. Uh, like Larry said, if we get some kind of validation service that's coming from eBay. How long have they been doing the shoe one? Do you know? eBay started doing validation on shoes and verifying in 2020 right during the pandemic when everybody was buying stuff from home. That's when they started ah, doing it. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Everybody's like, oh, I got to sell all this stuff. Yeah. I'm Trapped in my house with my stuff. Yeah. I got to get rid of some of this. And I have to imagine that they're going to build on that because shoe collecting is also a really, really big market. Like some of those sneakers, people line up for days. You know, it's like mm-hmm. those Thanksgiving sales where people are lining up in tents for a week before to try to buy one. And just like with Disney collectibles, somebody goes and tries to buy 50 of them. 50 of them. And then they mark them up on eBay. So. Yeah, I, I, hopefully they also work with retailers and companies for releases and they come up with some kind of lottery system that'll make it a little easier where there's oh. limits and hopefully, you know, because a lot of the people involved seem to be really sports related, you know, there's a lot of people that are in the sports industry. One, we're probably going to see Funko sponsoring way more sporting events to start. And two... um Maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll have Funko fights and Funko gambling. You know, DraftKings will have like, oh, what's wow. the next Funko that's about to come out? It's like Funko fights? I, I thought it was like celebrity death match. But yeah, but with Funkos, <gasps> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. That'd be cool. Wow. Talk about going back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And here comes Betty White with a chair. <laughs> I'll get you. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's move on to a couple other things that we wanted to talk about. We have uh, some news about Marvel and Wakanda Forever. This is just a rumor. This hasn't been confirmed yet, but this has been something that's been circling around since um, Mexican actor Tenoch Huerta, who is, I think, part of Narcos Mexico. Uh, he, I, I think he was cast in Wakanda Forever, And the rumor that started spreading is that he was going to be taking on the role of Namor. 
Namor, the Submariner, King Namor. Aquaman. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's oh. Marvel's Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Marvel Aquaman. There you go. And so Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman. Oh, man. Everybody has a Batman voice now. Yeah. I was about to say. Uh, Namor, I mean, I'm sorry. Aquaman was, <laughs> uh, you know, introduced into the DC Universe, played by Jason Momoa. And in that story, he's also Atlantean. And so I think uh, what people have been saying is that there's a rumor that because they don't want Namor to be similar to Aquaman, that they're going to be retconning his story. And instead of uh, being Atlantean, that they're going to go with a Mexican culture descent and make him Aztec. And so instead of seeing Atlantis in Wakanda Forever, we're going to see the floating city of Tenochtitlan. Dude, <laughs> that's going to be amazing if this rumor is true. And lately, rumors have been true. So, yeah, I'm going to stick to that because I would love to see this. When you said that he may be of we may see the Aztec culture. It's like, yes. Yeah. More representation. I'm all for it. So I'm please. I hope this is true. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, it's funny that, you know, we've talked a lot about representation. I don't mm -hmm. think there's ever been this type of superhero before. So with all of the changes that we saw with Eternals, you know, with the introduction of America Chavez and I, I know that there's going to be tons of people that are going to look back on this and be like, how dare they? Like he's got a legacy and he's got this, but with what we've seen with what multiverse of madness did, this opened up tons of doors to do stuff like this and not mess up any type of story that has been established in the comics ish. Because we did find out in, oh, well, hmm, should we talk about this? Because I know we talked about it in the spoiler episode. We kind of touched on it last week. All right, cover your ears if you haven't seen Doctor Strange for the next five minutes. Okay? But spoiler, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Yeah. Spoiler. Just for like three to five minutes, just so I can get this thought out. But... Just wait till you hear says it and done. You can skip. You can fast forward through all this. Part. Now, I'm going to try to keep it short, but here we go. Okay. So with the confirmation that what we've been seeing in the MCU is indeed 616 and it is in one nine 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 like we thought it was, it does create these weird, you know, these weird story breaks where things don't make sense anymore because 616 is what the comic books follow. So the fact that all these origin stories are changing, things in the MCU now mean something else, it essentially means that everything we've been seeing from the very beginning has already been part of the multiverse in some way. You know, I think it's the only way they can really get away with saying anything like that. So that's it. That's the end of the spoilers for now. I wanted to get that thought out because I don't think we can make this connection, but... Again, I know there's going to be tons of people that are going to be saying And then like, Wolverine walked in, and then, okay, now we're done. You can stop fast forward. <laughs> right? And when Storm was like, hey, Wolvie, how's it going? They were like. Yeah, and then, yep, and then there was that guy. I always forget that superhero's 
character. Ghost Rider. Uh, no. Frank Castle. Uh, no. Uh, Daredevil. <laughs> Castle from Castle. <laughs> <laughs> that was an old thing. Castle from Castle. Uh, what's his name? El El Chapulín. Oh, El Chapulín uh, Colorado. Him, yeah, he was there too. <laughs> was Dude, if he ever gets added, that's uh, a whole other <laughs> level of awesome for me. <laughs> I grew up with those characters, so uh, that's a whole le- other level of awesome. But yeah, I mean, if this, I- I'm with Mel on this one. If this rumor turns out to be true, this is super cool. I love the fact that we're gonna get, you know, an Aztec, you know, Mayan superhero. And that we're going to get to see, like, Tenochtitlan is one of those, there's so many stories associated with it. There's a lot of mysteries associated with it as well. And just like Atlantis, right? But Disney has touched on Atlantis quite a bit. You know, we did have Atlantis and Atlantis 2 and Atlantis 3, The Quest for Peace. And Atlantis 4, we're back at it. Atlantis 5, <laughs> yep, you thought it was gold. over. No, that's oh. part six. Atlantis six was the oh. search for Curly's gold. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, you know, great option. I hope this totally turns out to be true. Uh, because especially in House of M, like Namor played a big part of of the story. You know, when Scarlet Witch went in altered reality, and that's probably how this is going to be introduced. You know, considering that we've seen WandaVision uh, take inspiration from House of M. Well, it looks like they're taking inspiration from several stories in House of M. Like he became idolized as like the first superhero, you know, so maybe that's what happens in this one. Maybe there's some kind of weird, you know, story that gets associated with it. Um, And then uh, there was more Marvel stuff that came out because we got a trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. This was uh, an interesting trailer because I feel like it revealed a lot more than maybe we wanted it to reveal. Uh, (laughs) Thoughts on the trailer? (laughs) All right, children. So we're going to sit down and we're going to listen, tell you the story of... Thor uh, Odinson. <laughs> I can't do what Taika Waititi to say. That life. was pretty good, but though. No, it was not. That was pretty good. <laughs> it was. It was good. not. I, I gotta work on it. Okay, get back to me in a year. Maybe I'll have a. I'll have a Korg down. Um, but yeah. Besides the uh, revealing bit at the end, <laughs> um, we do get to see. You know, we get to see more of Natalie Portman um, as uh, the Mighty Thor. We get to see. Um, uh oh what what's the part that i don't know lots of stuff in this trailer somebody else go because i gotta remember what i was talking about it looks pretty it looks <laughs> oh does really it really pretty no that's <laughs> not what i'm saying i'm saying the whole the <laughs> sheesh <laughs> no <laughs> my husband listens to this it's <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez! Hi, um, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> the the worlds that we're gonna see are beautiful, and I it's just it's cinematically beautiful, stunning. The music is awesome, awesome. It it has this vibe of we're gonna party and we're gonna fight and we're gonna just have fear and we're gonna fight some more. But dude, the um. Oh, what's his name? Russell Crowe. No. Talking about um 
Christian Bale's um Gore, the God Voldemort. Voldemort. He does look Sky like Voldemort. Like he's he's he playing Voldemort. The, he I'm pretty creepy. sure he's Voldemort. That's the other thing I was going to bring up. He look he's Voldemort, and that's all I have to say. And he's got drippy black teeth, which is kind of gross. Yeah, <laughs> he's 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 good. Like he he creeps me out, so I don't even know what to expect for the film, especially on the big screen. <laughs> Well, watch Harry Potter, and then oh, you'll have an idea. No. I'm, I'm with that. I'm with Melissa 100% on this. I mean, the the backgrounds, as you can see what they are, I'm, I'm interested in the whole storyline with Thor and the um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I want to see the comedy in that. That's what I'm looking forward to. It just looks like it's going to be money in that whole scene. But the villain, I mean, Gore, Christian Bale, I... I I underplayed this, I think, because he looks pretty scary. For once, uh, I mean, I'm not saying like the villains have been bad on Marvel; they've been good. Like, but no one yeah, I've you seen can in say a lot it. of movies, like, yeah, okay, they've you been some bad ones. <laughs> There's been some bad ones. This one looks creepy, and I'm ready. I'm like, ooh, okay, finally, someone to someone to creep me out a little bit. You know, that's a great point. Like we've talked about the big bad, right? That these characters mm-hmm. are always facing, and I think one of the biggest issues that the MCU has faced in the past is that a lot of the really great villains belong to other companies right now. They are owned by Sony. They're owned by Paramount. They're owned by companies that Disney isn't really working with. And so when they started expanding the relationship with Sony, when the Spider-Verse began to expand, that really gave us some hope that we were going to start to see a lot more of the villains that are really well-known as Spider-Man villains start coming into the MCU. Like, we've seen inklings of villains, especially in Spider-Man, like Doc Ock and some of these really major players, um, which I hope somehow impact other films in the MCU, considering what Multiverse of Madness did to expand the universe. But this is on a whole other level. Gore, I think, is going to really serve as a bridge for what Moon Knight did, multiverse of madness did and what far from home did Hmm. right i think there wasn't a clear clear connection between all of them oh and i'm sorry and wakanda forever right because in moon knight we were introduced to a lot of gods we were introduced to how they they take people uh as their avatars so that they're able to kind of Jeez. <laughs> yeah, we saw how the gods take people as their avatars and they kind of commend them. Yeah. <laughs> and so there was a, a a bunch of gods represented and one that wasn't but does play a big role in Black Panther is Bast. Uh I think I mentioned Bast about a month or two ago when we were talking about that introduction from Moon Knight. I'm almost positive there's going to be a vast connection in Thor Love and Thunder because in Moon Knight, we saw reference to Asgard and Thor in the books that I think it was Mark was reading, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. So we're finally going to start to see them all mesh together a little bit more. It, you know, at the end of Moon Knight, there was the question of where does this character go? Right, we had the the Scarlet Scarab introduced. We were wondering, like, where do these characters go from here? 
I I'm kind of wondering if Moon Knight is gonna be like another face of justice for the gods. Like, is Moon Knight gonna side with Gore, or is Moon Knight gonna side with Thor, and you know Black Panther and the other entities that are gonna be fighting Gore? Because if you remember in Moon Knight, there was a lot of talk about how. Kanchi was like, the other gods don't know what they're doing. They want vengeance. I'm going to take care of them my way now. Does that live on? And does he team up with Gore? Like, I don't know. Like, my head is spinning with all of these ideas and all of these, you know, possible connections and ways that they could resolve where they take the Moon Knight character next. But the only thing that comes out of this is I'm, like, super excited, right? Because, yes... Everything looks beautiful. Cinematically, it looks amazing. Um, you know, when Korg was telling the story, you know, there's a key thing that Korg says that makes me think that Thor doesn't make it out of this film. And it's the fact that when Korg is telling the story, he's saying everything in past tense. If you pay attention, he's like, I'm going to tell you the story about Thor Odinson. And he was this, he was that, he was this, and then he became that. Like, everything he says in his story, like, is all past tense. So, does he not make it, and Jane fully takes over the mantle? Or, like, how does this reconcile? I should have said spoiler alert, but, like, in the comics, all of this has happened already. Like, Jane has become, you know, Lady Thor, and there was a whole series about it. Um, And the reason she became Thor in the comics was because she herself was dying of cancer. And so Thor said, I'm going to give you Mjolnir and I'm going to give you the power of a god so that you can make it through this. Because his love for her was so big that he's like, I'm going to save you. And so she was deemed worthy. She can wield Mjolnir. And that's how she was saved. They can always change it in the MCU, right? That's what they're known to do. Of course. So. Well, the intro to the story seems to have changed, so I'm assuming the rest of it is probably also not exactly the same. Yeah. But, you know, what they need to do, we probably already know how this this movie's going to play out. You know, you're bringing up, uh, you know, Moon Knight and everything like that, but all Thor has to do is get the eight Horcruxes, and then he matches them together, and then they can defeat Voldemort. Easy peasy. Voldemort. Easy peasy. Right? There's yeah. eight of those? Yeah. I think there's the precedent wand. for that. Yeah. 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 And is his I, wand I'm saying, does his wand have a phoenix feather? You know what? I think it's got a uh, it's made of the bone of a uh, giant. Oh, I think well, not bad. it's a different thing. I think you can you still know, do you know? it. I think you can do it. Yeah. And his wand is that axy thing mm-hmm, that he planted mm-hmm. in the ground. Remember we talked about well, this. Well, I mean He's grow dec- more of technically, a... if you want to think about it that way, uh Stormbreaker. You know, since he's not wielding yeah. Mjolnir, Stormbreaker is made from Groot's arm, which is kind of go. like a really big wand. So, I mean, this all tracks. This all seems legit to me. You're a wizard, Groot. Yes. <laughs> You're a wizard, Thor. I'm a what? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He's Voldemort. Is what I'm trying to get at. Watch the video. He looks like Voldemort. No, he really does. He really does. He really does. But super scary. And he scary. has a sword and raises out of the ground. Yeah, it's super scary. Is Voldemort not super scary? Eh, I mean, once he starts talking, it's like, oh, what a good Like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> 
Harry Potter. Who lived? Did you put your name on the fire? That's a different person, but that's okay. That's the one of the only Harry Potter quotes I know. So I don't really like Harry Potter that much. That's funny. So, but anyway, yeah. So, if you haven't seen the trailer, it's a really good trailer. At the end, you're gonna see a lot of Chris Hemsworth, and uh, the reaction that Korg has at the end is freaking priceless. Uh, I'm assuming it's not going to be blurred in the movie. I wondered like about trailer. that. I mean, because in the in the trailer, you know, if you don't want to spoil the trailer. Whatever, but here you go. You're going to see Thor's butt. <laughs> well, I mean, we already talked about Captain America's at one point, and that was yeah. America. That's America. This is Asgard's. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm wondering. That was that was Midgard's, Midgard's. butt. That's Asgard's butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting whether or not they blur that out. I don't think they will, um, but like the line that he has at the end, he's like, you flick too hard. I was like, oh, that is priceless. <laughs> also, Russell Crowe's doing a funny voice, and I think it's funny. Yeah, it sounds funny. He's like Italian. He's like, hello, I'm Mario. Like, <laughs> Let me take off your disguise. And then everybody starts fainting around him and stuff. Yeah. That was good. Uh, yeah, so we are going to put the uh, trailer in the blog post for this episode, podcateers.com slash 414, if you have not had a chance to see it. We'll post it on Discord, and we can continue the conversation there. We could speculate about what's coming. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you want to drop your predictions about where you think the movie's going and whether or not you think Thor makes it out of this film alive. And whether if you think uh, Gore looks like... And Voldemort. if Gore looks like Voldemort, that should be, you know, I recently installed a poll, a poll bot on Discord where we can ask questions and, you know, run like polls. Maybe that should be one of the first polls that we run. Uh, I know we said we were going to do right? it for yeah. the emojis to battle the emojis, <laughs> but does Gore, does Gore look like Voldemort? Right? Seems like a legit way to start the polls on the Discord server. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be 100% yes <laughs> because he looks like Voldemort. Yep. But you know, Hazen, who should vote on this? Who, Andrew? Uh, the special group of, you know, those great cool cats and kittens that uh, help us out with a monthly contribution. <laughs> those, uh, you know, like you like cool cats Did and you kittens. Say cool cats and kittens? <laughs> yeah, cool cats and kittens. I never thought it, a 2020 reference would bring it in that way bring for it us. Back, yeah, bring it back to early <laughs> pandemic, the good old days. Um, the FGP, why don't you tell the folks about them? Yes, the FGP squad, according to Andrew, those cool cats and kittens They're that so help cool. us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you want more information on how you can be part of the FGP Squad family, you can head over to podcateers.com slash FGP. There you will find uh, a description of the FGP Squad, or as we call them, our podcast, Fairy Godparents, a list of some of our top contributors, and a link to our Patreon. Being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks like uh, access to our happy hour calls, access to the Podcateers after show on Patreon, discounts on Podcateers gear, first access to new products that we have for instance like when we're doing fundraising last year when we did our it inaugural team boat willy pin uh the fgp squad had first dibs at purchasing before it went out to the public um and more sometimes i just randomly send stuff out to people and that's all part of being 
being a part of the FGP squad. So again, if you want more info, head over to podcasters.com slash FGP. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Stay fresh. Cool cats and kittens. <laughs> cool cats, cool and kittens. cats and kittens. I don't know what else uh, Carol Baskin says. That's I think that's I it. That's all she's known for. She's a, she got one catchphrase. <laughs> she goes meow, 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 meow. It, that like, sounds like uh, Henrietta Pussycat from. That's Henry, is that, is, that is Henrietta Pussycat from Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Wow. Meow, 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 Hello, toots. Oh man, are, are we just gonna go all through Roger, all the? It's Mr. Yes, <laughs> and it's King Friday. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm done. Should I break I'm out Daniel with... Tiger? Should we continue it? Yeah, <laughs> there we or go. Or should I start yeah. dinging like trolley? One of the two. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, continue, toots. <laughs> so the final thing that we have for today is uh, Rescue Rangers. This film was not a reboot. It was uh, a what did they call it? It wasn't a reboot. It was it was part of the tagline. I don't even remember. That's how memorable the tagline was. Uh, a continuation. I don't know what they called remember. it. The point is, it was on Disney Plus, not in theaters. On Disney Plus. Thoughts around the room. How did everybody feel about Rescue Rangers? It's not a reboot. It's a comeback. That's, That's what it, it is. A comeback. Donut. Yes. Thanks, Google. <laughs> Yay, Google for the win. It felt like a warm hug. Oh my gosh. A warm hug of feels of faces you haven't seen in forever. And it was fun. There's there's a lot. There's not just that, but there's a lot with the animation and everything. And I'm gonna let someone else talk. This <laughs> is one that I think we should we need to like do a watch along and like a commentary on because there's just so much like so many references, so many like in jokes, little Easter eggs Mm -hmm. and everything uh, just littered throughout this film. But yeah, I did enjoy it. Um, To say it's a successor to Roger Rabbit is, I mean, it's true in the, in the, um, the style of, of blending animation and live action, but it, it, I think it's its own thing. It's a spiritual successor, maybe, but it's I I just I would take Roger Rabbit out of the equation and look at this as its own thing because I I, I think those are two different two different ball games we're playing here. But Roger Rabbit makes his appearance for a whole second and a half, which is great, and it, you know it it, it does bring in without any spoilers does bring in um a lot of characters from other you know other properties other studios into this film you know uh, similar to what roger rabbit did um but in a uh, different sort of way and it was in my opinion successful uh in doing so yeah yeah i watched it i mean i i think it's it's a 90 minute movie uh that felt like something that was from the 90s kind of but it's paying respects and like you guys are saying it's like a spiritualness or it's a spin-off kind of what roger rabbit would have been i i feel like what we're all you know mentioning is like it's got a lot of and i think that's a great idea andrew by you saying if you're watching it with people be ready to like maybe have like a side game on the side while you guys are watching it of saying like oh did you catch that oh did you catch that things like that would make the movie 
a lot more engaging. I'll put that out there. Um, but the other thing is for me, it's like, I th- I just like the, the way that they played it into bringing characters back, but giving them a different backstory that I'm used to. Um, and, and that was, that was something, I guess watching it, it felt like watching something I had to look at it in a whole different realm of like me watching as a kid. And I think if you're going to watch it with your kids, nieces, nephews, all the above, I think they could hang in there long enough to where you can make it fun to where you're like telling them as you're watching, if you're an older Disney fan, like, Oh, you don't know this, but this is something that you didn't, you might still not saw. And they'll be able to be entertained by the movie in itself. Like Melissa said, cause there's so much good vibes going on throughout the movie comedy. I'll be just blunt. It's, it's good. That's what I, <laughs> but I think it, it you know, it, it, it had its times. So that's what I would say. Yeah, I I agree with you. It definitely had its moments where like some of the jokes super landed, but I think I think you're right when you say that it really felt like a 90s product, right? And I think the jokes landed as if they were part of the 90s. Like if we saw this in the 90s, we'd have been like cracking up the entire time, yeah. right? But yeah. now as we're jaded adults, they hit a little different. Right. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, so I, I get where you're coming from with that. And th- there was a lot of talk about this like looming black cloud over the film. And I, I wanted to know how you felt about it, because honestly, I think this was the biggest thing that I didn't know how to feel about. And I, I mentioned it on Discord that, you know, the the. The main character, and if you haven't seen Rescue Rangers, spoiler alert, we are going to spoil a really big part of it here. And I think ultimately what Andrew's saying is where we're going to go with this, where we do like a full, you know, uh, episode or we're watching it together and we're commenting. But uh, spoiler alert, Uh, the main character in the film is Sweet Pete. And Sweet Pete is kind of like this mobster character, which is Peter Pan all grown up. And we had seen Peter Pan in the trailers, and we wondered, like, what role is he going to play? Like, why does he look like that? And it's funny because I, I remember talking about when, when we first started talking about this film and Peter Pan growing up, I talked about that rumor or that uh, theory that was going around that Peter Pan was actually the villain in the film and he was keeping the lost boys and captain hook was trying to save the lost boys and you know all that topic for another date so we can expand on it but in the film he's a bad guy right he's the villain Mm -hmm. that they're trying to defeat he talks about his backstory about how he started off as a child actor and how everything went well and you know as he grew older like the industry turned on him and everything and there's a lot of parallels to the real-life Peter Pan, Bobby Driscoll. Sadly, mm-hmm. Bobby Driscoll, um, you know, died very young. And, you know, the parallels in the story are enough that it, like, if you know the story of Bobby Driscoll, it kind of, like, it stings a bit. But for the larger audience that doesn't know about him, they're not they're never gonna know right they, unless somebody tells them they're just gonna be like oh well you know it's just sweet pete or whatever but did any of that come up like because i know you guys know you know some of that disney history and you know you know the voice actors from you know the early days of the disney company did any of that come up as you were watching the film no 
But now that you mention it, yes. Now, it, it, it kind of comes in, which makes him even more darker than we had already perceived him beforehand. So, yeah, it's, that's a trip. Yeah, it's it's an interesting parallel to to draw, and it's um, you know there's a couple of you know different things that you see in the in the movie that kind of pull it out of um, you know being an exact parallel and you know bringing it back to Peter Pan as a villain kind of thing too uh, when they're in you know they're running through the the fan con thing and they they see one of the other one of the lost boys and he goes Peter. Oh, yeah, I yeah, missed yeah. you. Da, 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 yeah. da. You got old. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's a couple little things like that um, in there. But um, I, di- I didn't think about any of the Bobby Driscoll connections while watching it. But I did see a lot of the articles afterwards bringing it up. So, oh, I also, first to me, this is one I didn't catch. Like, just hearing it with you guys the first time I've known that. And now I guess that flipped my page because then I would say, well, then I could have done, I'm going to be real blunt. I'm going to cut it out. Let's cut out 30 minutes of the movie then and make it an hour and just kind of make it like a good Rescue Rangers episode on Mm. Disney Plus. Because then I could do it without the backstories. And I think I would have enjoyed it just as much or even more. Yeah. Just make it like an adventure like they used to. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious. Like, there's a part of me that, feels like somebody at Disney at some point when this Hmm. was being written would have said, you know, that seems kind of similar to what happened. Like maybe we should change the, the bad guy. Maybe we should make it somebody else. Right. Like maybe not make it Peter Pan, but like, I, I guess I know where they're coming from. I don't think it was done on purpose. I don't think it was done maliciously. I think it's just one of those things that is coincidence enough. Like I, there were articles that were, vilifying it fully but i really don't think it was done maliciously i just think it's a coincidence that that's the way that it was made um if it came up in any of the conversations because like i said there's people that don't know the story right and for for disney fans that maybe grew up with the disney afternoon Maybe that's where their fandom started and they don't dig deeper into the backstories of the voice actors and the characters and what went on. And, you know, they don't dive into Disney history the way that we like to dive into Disney history. So for them, it was just this wholesome character that you would never expect to be the bad guy because he was always the good guy in the story. Right. So Mm -hmm. uh, for anyone worried that you know, this was done on purpose and the writers should be, you know, taken out of Hollywood. I don't think so. I think it was just a bad coincidence. And sadly, it does draw a parallel to real life. But I mean, honestly, the movie's really fun. You know, the way that it's set up and the way that they describe the character, uh, it is fun going in and looking at all of the references, some references that we saw in I don't know. There's so many. I mean, I like Andrew's well, idea yeah. of doing I a commentary where we watch we it should. and we're just like kind of commenting and we start listing like all of the cameos because <laughs> man, like it's the, fast. Like, even yeah, <laughs> like even the billboards like were yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah. Like for the films that were gonna get made, that 
this okay let's plan this one i'm convinced this is something we just have to do so it's like a game right uh we'll get to use the disney party thing the disney plus party watch (laughs) you know this is uh you know speaking of sweet pete this is like one of the few uh will arnett voice roles where he doesn't sound exactly like will arnett good point that's a good point you know most of the time it's like will arnett okay here we go i'm batman (laughs) yeah whatever okay and it's actually uh, a little bit of a character work, you know, still the deep and gravelly, but a little bit different. And, you know, the voice cast of the of the film is is great. You Agreed. know, you have mm-hmm. uh, Academy Award winner J.K. Simmons um, <laughs> being a very appropriate, you know, uh, 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 see, now Hold I lost on. my train. Yeah. Very appropriate of him playing uh, a detective or captain or whatever he is. I thought it was is pretty uh pretty good on him and his voice work was fun and um the you know the Seth Rogen stuff the, oh, that was the, fun. the the little the little clip that was in the trailer is expanded a little more and I th- I got a little I got a kick out yeah, of that too. um so yeah it's the the one that bl- that throws me through a loop is Eric Bana as as Monterey Jack <laughs> I don't know I talked why... about this with Rebecca it's so funny go ahead I don't know why they recast monterey jack they could have just they had they already had jim cummings there Mm -hmm. for other stuff in this Mm -hmm. movie they could have just had him play monterey jack and it would have been fine but they got the bad hulk to do (laughs) uh i mean it was whatever but well anyway eric banna it's just like i don't know it just seems way out of left field and i don't know was he really obsessed with rescue rangers and really wanted this part or something like that? And was like, I can do a pretty good Monterey Jack. And I mean, it was fine, but it was also just kind of bizarre to me. Uh, the, the choice where, you know, I can see them doing it for Chip and Dale because like, okay, their voices are different when they're not acting. Da, 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 da. And then, but then they did not cast recast gadget. Yeah. Um, same, you know, uh, uh, Tress uh, McAneel. Um, they didn't recast her at all, and it was fine. So I don't know what's going on about with voice actor stuff. Who knows? Maybe there's a whole article where he really loves uh, Rescue Rangers and something, something, something. Right. And if so, good on you. But I just thought it was kind of yeah. funny. You know, I, I know that speaking of the voices, I know that early on we talked about how we were possibly going to feel listening to Andy Samberg and um, uh, John Mulaney, John you know, enter into Chip and Dale like that. And I have to tell you that now that I know the backstory and the way that it was introduced and how they would get into character for Rescue Rangers and they would break out of character, it didn't bother me at all. Like, it felt Mm-mm. fairly natural. And... I got past it yeah. right away. Didn't bug yeah, me. it went out Early. the window. Yeah. yeah, so great job overall. It was a super fun movie. The Will Arnett thing was funny because we watched it. You know, it was like family movie night, and when we were watching it, we've seen so much uh, Lego Masters and the Lego Movie mm-hmm. that immediately my kids were like, "Dad, is that Will Arnett? Is that <laughs> is that Lego Batman?" Wow. Like, yes, That's it is. Cool. Yes, it is. That's cool. <laughs> So you're right. His voice is very, very recognizable. (laughs) 
at least but he's he's doing a character at least it's not just will yeah mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. but also like the cheesemonger that was fun oh, man there's so many great characters Keegan michael key as the yeah. cheesemonger <laughs> well um if you haven't seen a whole it, episode on this yeah mm-hmm. definitely a whole episode this is and that's going to be a long one obviously because if we're commenting i'm pretty sure that we're going to be pausing along the way as we're talking <laughs> but that's going to be coming we'll set that up it'll be an after show um so uh if you want the after show access make sure that you sign up to be a part of the fgp squad podcasters.com slash fgp if you want more info and that's it. I think that's a really great place to wrap it up. And uh, if you haven't watched it and you have Disney Plus, I would say I recommend this one. It's super fun all the way around. I Why think not? everyone yeah. uh, here would recommend this as just a fun little movie. Grab some pizza, you know, grab a, a couple of snacks or something, and just enjoy yourself. The references alone and. Uh, like all the 90s nostalgia i mean it's not even 90s it ranges all the way back to like the flintstones like there was references to gumby and like all Mm -hmm. these super old shows so yeah it's definitely a a fun watch so i'm just flipping through these are it's i'm on imdb and looking through the rescue rangers imdb and they have photos of some posters that are in different languages and apparently Chip and Dale have different names in different languages. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so there's like Canabble and Bababble. Um, oh. Or Piff and Puff. <laughs> nice. Oh, wait. Uh, Should we guess the the country? Oh, it doesn't tell me, so I don't know. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, wait. It does tell me. Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. Canabble uh, in Bababble. Egypt. No. This is the Netherlands. Oh. Uh, Piff, Ooch, Puff. Uh, Sweden. Yes. Oh, nice. 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 Uh, Tico e Tico. Uh, Mexico. Uh, Brazil. Oh. oh. Okay. Um, sip and siop. Agenti speciali. Oh, I- Italy. Uh, Italy. Yes. <laughs> um, chip und chap. Die Ritter des Recht. Germania. German? Yep. German. Um, okay, that's all the ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the ones they gave me. I got six. Good job. Nice. <laughs> nice. Good guessing. Sweet. I kind of like that game. Well, cool. I think that's where we're going to wrap it up. Any final thoughts on anything that we talked about? That's Midgard's butt. <laughs> <laughs> so there you new go. sticker. <laughs> Soup. Oh, man. Oh, maybe it is one of the new stickers that we sent yep. out, right? <laughs> All right. Well, well, I'll see what I can do. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe it'll be exclusive or it'll it be limited exclusive. edition to like five. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's where we're going to wrap up the episode. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Pocketeers. Rescue Rangers. <laughs> I like it. New theme song. Part of the Podcateers Network.